Good morning, everybody. How things going? I hope you're in with the Lord in his spirit, in his peace, in his rest, in the Psalm 91 secret place, no matter what, no matter who, no matter what, despite. I'm just making a few announcements today and instructions about our call and our ministry. You know, there are many times you go through a seasonal change, a season of change like we're in now, and then you go to God, you have to hear from God afresh, get that new uh, confirmation, affirmation, revelation by his spirit by you know dwelling in the river of God and letting him lead you according to his Bible and according to his word and then the inner word from the Holy Spirit. So our ministry to leaders is not changed a bit. There have been challenges, but it's really because of the need for recreation on my part. And we are a, uh, a plugger, I guess you'd say, a longtime plugger. I grew up with pastor families that were happy. I didn't know about all the doctrines that I would encounter that were either indifferent, producing indifferent fruit, non-realistic fruit, very good fruit, realistic fruit, but also uh, a quagmire of anti-relationship legalism accusation. And I've dealt with that a lot in Phariseeism in the last move of God, last few moves of God. But we're here to say that we're starting a fresh And we're starting out again because we want to really teach and affirm and call forth the new leadership of this modern day. And it doesn't mean your age. It doesn't mean your skin color. It means who you are by the spirit in your knower. You know, this fits you. Our call is to encourage generation now. This generation, Psalm 112, verse 2, part B, says, By God's Spirit, this generation of the righteous shall be blessed. Whether you're a older, chronologically, a newer, no matter what age, believer, a minister, a called one of any age group from Gen Y, Gen Z, Millennial, X, Boomer, World War II, we're not going to look at your outer court as much as what you are hearing from the Lord that he needs to be said, that he needs to have it done. And this is to build up all the kinds of different Christians multiculturally, cross body of Christ. That's our theme. That's our brand. Sounds crazy to a lot of you because you just don't know your Bible. You don't know the New Testament without the law. You don't need a feet. You know, many of you have forgotten the call for community, Ephesians 4. So to make it more easy, to make it more simple, we're just saying we're not opposed, but we're not sent out by any one group. We're like Apostle Paul. God has given me that revelation, that information. Galatians 1, 1 and 2, the apostolic, that means help with people with trailblazing in ministry, Christian ministry. Our ministry is Galatians 1, 1, and 2, like Apostle Paul, who also was a servant leader, wrote in capital letters. No, he wrote in servant leader letters, small, not capitals, when he said about himself, his office, the fivefold offices of Ephesians 4. So we're here like an Apostle Paul. And we revere him a lot. We're not the Apostle Paul, but we are just saying he's a healthy role model for right now. And this year we're supposed to go out and help people build their ministry, learn how to hear from God from themselves. So the idea is Galatians 1, 1 and 2 says, Apostle Paul, I'm an apostle, said Paul. You can look it up. I'm an apostle, but I'm not sent out by any one group. 
anyone fellowship, anyone leader stream. I'm not sent out by anyone man. I'm sent out by the Lord. And that's how unusual, unique at the time, even this time it was because Paul ended up having met the source of all the wisdom and revelation during his exile years up in Arabia and Damascus for 13 years. And he got close to the Lord connected with that Holy Spirit relationship and he was able to have the wisdom and and revelation to hear from God even though he went through sufferings and shipwrecks and all sorts of things he was able to write two-thirds of the New Testament so we're here today as a resource this is a Christian ministry resource for black and white brown and tan pink and purple the only thing you need to do is think green green means growing thriving refreshed, calm beside peaceful, still waters, even though you may be in turmoil in your situation, your family, your environment, even in the world and the media. So I'm here today as a announcement that I'm, even though I'm the apostle, chief apostle, that means work doctrine originator, the founder, God's commissioned to do this work of online fellowship.us, the DFW DFW Leader Ministry Online Fellowship, and I give wise advice and counsel, even though I'm not a registered official counselor, it's proven ministry advice for all these decades and decades to leaders by appointment. And so we are here today to offer ourselves, offer the Lord's experience through this person as a as a resource and we can be contacted at dfwleader at gmail.com trying to get my website more presenting it instead of being the pastor overseer pastor of the online fellowship of the rest of the ministry and we teach on abiding relationship theology abiding in james 317 relationship theology to all people we're also not in a box we're not put in a box to say we're only teaching to people who go to church who follow all the rules who are goody and pleasing, which can be really right. It is right to try to please God, but we're into people, real people, God's real people who have a call in their life. Maybe they are conformist. Maybe they are nonconformist. Maybe they have been around the religious spirit so much that they've gotten accused, abused, used by it, that even though we're not against people, God's people, we know that exists. So we're here for you, whether you feel too tender and sensitive at this time to go join a fellowship, be a fellowship, at least fellowship somewhere in your home online with us. So while the church in the natural sense in the United States has declined, the real church, the ones that are visible have declined in numbers, it said, fewer are going, we understand it greatly. That's why I teach this kind of cross-body unity message, not stuck in one group, denomination, non-denomination for years, because we understand the relationship turf is what it's really about. Do you want to be looked at suspicious, typecast, bigoted, racist, gender jaundiced, eyed up and down but never spoken to, sized up by the legalistic Pharisee of the ministry? Do you want to think, oh yeah, we can't use you anymore because you're not officially a member that you only worship at home when really Jesus needs everybody right now out. So we're here as a non-conventional, 
non-conservative in the area of doctrine, legalism, we're not regal, but yet we're one that has been around it so much that we're sensitive and not going to be used, not allow ourselves to be used. And it's hard right now for all of us to trust. It's hard for me to trust. So our trust will come over time the same we can understand that and get that about you. So we're not going to expect you to immediately follow everything I say, this leader, or bow and scrape. We're not going to do that. We do not want you bowing and scraping. We want to be like official Apostle Paul who said to the noble Bereans, I'm proud of you. You're noble. You actually pick apart what I teach. You pick apart what the master teacher, God's Christian, educated, amazing apostle, and you took apart his doctrine, respectfully, and compared it with what was in their Bible. You have, I can only give you that permission to submit a sila. So our ministry will submit a sila. I'll tell you what I really believe. I'm convicted while I feel the Lord is saying in my spirit, you know, what I'm sensing from the Lord, but I will Picture it like a tennis ball, a tennis ball sila. What are my little vocabulary words God has given through the years? A tennis ball of thought, of to ponder. I'll toss it into your court over the airwaves in real life, one-to-one counsel. But I will not be mama. I'm not a matriarch. I am not going to be your unquestionable authority. I want you to have God as your unquestionable. You and he work it out. I'll give you my opinion and I'll submit it as a selah in James 3.17 form that any wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure, peaceable, easily entreated, full of mercy and good fruit without partiality and without hypocrisy and to the best of my ability all the time, a hundred percent, night and day, I abide in that. And that's our relationship theology. So therefore, if you have a stickler personality, if you think, you know what, I'm going to not let any person, any female tell me what to do. We've met that. We know you're out there. A lot of you. More than I'd like to think. Usually you're burdened, got conflict, maybe raised pretty raw. Now you're pretty tough. You're skilled, but tough. So if you're not going to be easily entreated and abide by James 3.17, if I don't please you or make the point you want me to or be perfect in every way like you expect and think you are, then just don't even bother to contact. Do not bother to call me up. We will not need an appointment if you're set in your ways, stuck on yourself. Got to be religiously right all the time. This is about all of us collaborating, community, bouncing things off like an iron sharpens iron ministry, teamwork, teammates with the body of Christ. I'm a captain, one of his captains, but there are many more. You got to hear which captain God wants you to go and ask questions of, be mentored by maybe, get wise counsel, whatever, and even sit under to be a noble brand to pick apart their doctrines and be imparted. You know, that's part of the cool part is the Holy Spirit imparts when he trains. You get, that's why it's so popular now to be under. It's been popular the last 30 years, my generation, before I, I realized that, you know, there's some hoopla going on in that hoop jumping if we're not careful. But I said the 
the good part is you can feel that empower, that Holy Spirit anointing like Psalm 133. The anointing flows from the head, comes down like oil from Aaron's beard, down to the garments at the grassroots level where there's life forevermore, and God commands his blessing. However, that blessing, if you read that Psalm 133 carefully, is about unity, cross-body relationship, unity. Ephesians 4 talks about unity and humility. Everyone walking it out, everyone, lay and leader, walking it out in long-suffering relationship, humility, with common doctrine, God's common doctrine revealed in the Christian terms of one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of us all, and then the rest is to be prayed about, Bible-researched, the Logos, the Rhema, chatted about, and then we have doctrine, which if you read all the offices in Ephesians 4, it will point to all the offices globally, divine appointment style, you know, all the different kinds of groups that look different or different colors, different types of wildness and tameness. And, you know, each one can hear God for themselves and then use the best parts only the true parts of everybody else's kind of teaching. If God leads them, when God leads them, this is part of linking our shields of faith together to be a common one body team for the Bible to say, this has, this will help transform society. This is what is needed to be effective with society. Work on us first every day. Ephesians 4 talks about once the body, Jesus's body made up of all the different styles and colors, men and women, each one submitted not to the law, but to relationship and a pure heart to the Lord. He can lead you one by one, day by day. And then you can say, well, you know, I feel my heart is saying, go collaborate with that particular Christian minister or try to contact them or pray for them or, you know, love them or whatever, honor them, give them donations, whatever, support then you hear that and that's all you do. You don't need to do one more thing. You don't need to bow and scrape to any human or jump through any hoops to please God. You want to please God, the Father. And I never found any of the New Testament bowing and scraping, hoop jumping requirements of legalistic performance Phariseeism in the New Testament modeled by Jesus or Paul or the disciples. That came in later through the doctrine of the Nicolaitans the people-pleasing doctrines that try to control people through pressure, through power, through potentate ministry, and it, it put the squeeze on them for money. Phariseeism, Nicolaitans, the humanistic doctrines that tried to get in the first church. Nico means to control, laos, the people. God hates those doctrines, not the people who teach them, but he hates those doctrines. It's written in the warning letters of Revelation 2 and 3 in the churches to the letters to the seven churches. So we're here for the, we're open to cross body unity. I've always had a diverse flair. I'm not a we centric, you know, I'm white solid white, but I've always been cross-cultural, multicultural all my days, so I'm really a we global. I don't think we are the world-centric, colonial. I never have. I've always been, in my family, open to all colors and men and women. I'm always sent to men, a lot more Christian men, 
because I urge them to rise up, stand up, shout out, and be the leader of their home and ministry uh, and not let anyone control them, but also not be controlling or dominating or accusing. So we're here for God's people as you feel it, and we're here. Usually I have missed out in Texas, especially the Deep South. I've missed my connection, the Divine Appointment Ministry connection with people who are more African-American heritage, leaders of African-American. I feel like they really could use what I have, God has in me, because I was a product of natural good parenting, but I never was creative. I never was a brainstormer. I never thought wild, out-of-the-box creative ideas which can help people grow a community until I met the Holy Spirit. And I identify greatly with my own life 30, 35 years ago of Ezekiel, Ezekiel, excuse me, uh, a holy and an exodus that They'd been oppressed in slavery for 400 years, the people of God in Israel, and none of them had the time off to sit around and meditate and create and grow creatively. They didn't have money for music lessons or sewing lessons or things that would able enable them to make their beautiful things they wanted and have a quality of life. So because they were oppressed, God came in supernaturally and gave them free wisdom. And that's what happened to me because I never knew anyone in my family who talked like this, who was wild like this, who was creative, you know, just original like this. And so back then I was trapped in self, trapped in my prison of mind, you know, my own minefield. And even though I knew God, I never knew this part of God, that revealer of secrets, Daniel 2.28, the eyes not seen or ears not heard, those things which the Lord has prepared for those who love him, type God of 2 Corinthians, Paul, 1 Corinthians, Paul, chapter 2, 9 and 10, which I live. I mean, he's given me great grace. This is a lot of grace, free grace, not deserved, not earned, just tribulated <laughs> in the process, tribulated a lot. But when I was in Virginia, I was always in cross-cultural, urban-suburban ministry where we, no bowing and scraping at that time, and people repented for their, any racism or slave-owning in their family. I know my mom and I, if there was any, we repented, and and there were, there's humbling on both sides, any unforgiveness from black and white communities and preachers and and getting on tongue talkers. And I was a female invited to the male's ministry. I always had favor. I've always had great favor with God's men. And my father, I think, was a respectful man, a pastor. And therefore, I grew up respecting all men and all colors, everyone equally. And my mother was a strong, capable female. And my father was not afraid of her. He was not uh one that tried to put her down or keep her under control. And so I'm grateful for great parenting and the history of wisdom in both sides of my family. They weren't into competition and ministry or rivalry, and I am not either. That makes me want to leave if I find that going on <laughs> anywhere. So I'm looking. I felt really impressed strongly in Dallas, downtown Dallas. There might be a need, you know, a real need for that jump start of creative faith. It's faith, wonder-working power, uh, in ministry, having hope because you deal on the front lines with so many who are overwhelming, surely, that look like they have no hope, no vision of how to get out. 
And I want to help people like that, whether you're in a suburb or the urban community or around the world through the media, through the online, we're able to pray for you, able to share with you and maybe even give you some counsel, wise counsel. Like I said, I have a doctorate. It's an honorary doctorate came from a, my honorary doctorate is a surprise because I re- ended up having a divine appointment cross-culturally and I wrote because I'm a trained musician professor, I wrote a college curriculum for the Christian sense of music teaching and also the natural sense. So we haven't really gotten that music out. That's our prayer need right now is ongoing, how to get our worship out, our ministry worship, because I do in part jumpstart, but I need more prayer and more people that want to do that. I really want it to be a have different kinds of flavors, not just one white kind or one dark kind. I want to have all the kind. And believe me, men and women of God, people of God, I have rhythm. God has given me with rhythm. And I think one of the things that I must stand out to the non-rhythmic groups, (laughs) that's why I have this unusual, I have rhythm and I have soul. I grew up in Virginia, but I also grew up with always being around, I always you know, in a soul town, I just got soul by God's mercy and rhythm. So I can steam it up or we can cool it down, whatever is important to the Lord at the time. So we like the flavors. If anything, I like flavors. You know, Baskin Robbins through the years advertised that on its many 30 flavors of ice cream. Well, God's got a lot more flavors he wants to bring out in music and worship and ministry. And we're for you. If you are pioneering in your ministry, in your business, in your worship, we want to hear from you. We need to hear from you to think, you know, for that affirmation that we're on the right track. And when I grew up, I can only hold my father, dear father and mother and the Christians in my family capable females and men, men usually in business. My father was in ministry, women in ministry usually. I could only hold my whole family, extended family, responsible because I grew up more with the feeling that I'm a human, not a, I'm a human first to God in my thinking and my ministry and a female second. When I'm not a minister, when I'm not ministering or, or using this gift, I'm just a person. I want to be loved. I want to be just a normal, hey, let the man lead. I'm not docile. But then Deborah, office Deborah, was married equally yoked with Lepidos, but he wasn't afraid of her. He was man enough, gentleman enough, and also loving enough to treasure her as the weaker vessel. And see, that's another part. You don't know me, a lot of you. So you have to think, well, a female out there dressed in the earth suit in the outer court of a white female, a black female, a tall female, a young female, a middle-aged female, or a man, anybody, is this kind of a stereotype. And I will say this, you have to discern. God has made me so that this minister can has to be discerned and perceived for who and what it really is. Well, the truth is not by the classic, oh yes, it's that, Oh, yes, it's that or she is that. No, it's about a person. When you put on Christ, there is no male or female. But when you quit the ministry and go home, you want to be the woman, the real woman. And that's what we're for, not settling, but being the real woman. And the idea is that classically, the Christian teacher is about all the wives are not out of order. You've got to be submitted. Not my family, but too many I met. 
Instead, it's like every person is an individual uniquely made by God. There's certain puzzle pieces in that person that will be equally yoked or not if they get wed. Some are not mature. Some are mature. It has to be one by one that they find the right individual. And what I would tell a strong, capable female, any lady, this person, even a man, ladies don't settle. If you are a strong lady, you not having strongholds, you don't have strongholds and issues. But if you're a strong, made by God, put together, you know, by God in your call, don't settle yet for anything less than your own kind of Lapidoth. You need a Lapidoth who may be quieter behind the scenes or out in front with you, but you need an equally yoked gentle person, gentleman who will love you and never be in rival with you, uh, dominating you, shredding you behind the scenes because he's envious or insecure. And, lay, and men, don't think that you are, because of the teaching, I meet. Oh, believe me, I meet this. Certain quarters, certain places, certain states. Just because you are the man, the he-man, doesn't mean that you are mat, the over every woman, that you are the sent one to every woman. You've got to be sent by God. She may be more powerful than you. Yes, the wife it says the weaker vessel. That didn't mean the dumber vessel, the looser vessel, the, you know, pitiful poor vessel, easily tread upon, dominated, abused vessel. No, that means that in a right match by the Holy Spirit, by God himself, then that feminine flavor of the cherished weaker vessel will be there for the female and she will never have to fear being used, abused, rivaled, we put down because of her qualities. And that the man will be wholesome enough, healthy enough, strong enough, his will under control, that he can handle a make the woman feel, encourage the woman to be the meeker, weaker vessel, not the, not the foolish vessel that can be second-class citizen chattel like we have met out here in the deep south repeatedly too often more than twice <laughs> so we want to make sure our mindsets and the minefields are safe for all kinds of believers and christians and ministers but we're here for the body as a resource that's why i'm putting you out and we are uh been in all ministry all my life called by god at age 24 sitting in a charismatic Presbyterian church at the beginning of all the moves prior to Word of Faith, prior to all these moves, prior to the big TV media influx, charisma, all the charismatic magazines, all the famous faces that we got now, prior to big worship. But when things were pretty innocent and pretty natural and people were in the you know happy discovery time, prior to the influx of all the, you know, the domination ministry stuff, so I can look back and, and, and at least share my opinion, advice of how to keep it going without, you know, keep it quality without getting hooked or sidetracked or dominating or letting yourself be dominating by strong-willed individuals. If anything, people would never know it, but my testimony, I was always controlled. I used to be easily controlled because I'm a perceiver, discerner. I don't want 
you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. I was confused about my authority. My father was so gentle and nice and, you know, gentleman that I never had to think about anything. It was my mother, who was a dominating matriarch for most of her life, that I didn't realize that that subtle, you know, using using her will or whatever that is, manipulation to get me to behave set me up for being controlled in another relationship, a very mature relationship, but I didn't know I was dominated. And then I would go out and people please, because I just thought that's how you do it. You don't want to make trouble. You don't want to make, you know, stir the waters. It's not my business. And for many years, I was sent on God's case to study the body of Christ since age 24. And I'd run into good people, many good people, but a few of the weird stuff that I now teach, Phariseeism and also hypocrisy, but also this, I don't know, avoidant, blaming, poor me, Eli Temple I priesthood, which I never found until I came to DFW area on a regular basis, not McKinney. So God, and not putting the Christians down, this is a statement because all so many good Christians exist that all it takes is a few bad apples reprobate minds to make everyone in their neighborhood, in their network, think that all Christians are like that. We don't want that. We want Jesus' name to be glorified. So I'm going to talk on it and teach on it, and you can contact me if you feel it from the Lord. Also, I will give no more than two or three at the most four impartation music ministry lessons. I'm working right now. I'm trying to get my uh, set up so I can demonstrate what I do. You can hear me usually on onlinefellowship.usdfdbleader.org, but I'm a real spontaneous free flower, and those are just basically older tapes for the last, you know, two, three years ago that I use because of our strange and weird situation we've had going for a while. But God is good. His mercy endures, and out of everything, if I could ball it up and put it out, do not be afraid. There's no matter what goes on, no matter what happens in the nation, no matter what thought crosses your mind, no matter what the media says, no matter what the people do, and some people blame shift and lie and do all their stuff, do not put your trust in the Lord, the audience of one, and only please Him, and be humble and teachable, and work on getting ready to receive from the Lord so that it can bless and protect you, but then you can help many other people. And I've got to go for now. This is my commercial. This is Tavo, Tavo DRC at Tavo Creative Leadership. And it's now Tavo Creative Consulting. And we're going to work on that website, work on the ministry. But we're not going to do it. We're doing our consulting top and my, my own personal working on me for this season of blessing and protection, but also recuperation from what used to go on out here and then working on trying to get the music up, the Christian music up. God bless everybody. Pray for the leaders. Pray for the right people to come and have the word of the Lord that are sent to the right people. And then pray for me when the Lord puts you on my me on your heart. And I'll be glad to take prayer requests at dfwleader at gmail.com. God bless you. He loves you. Bye-bye.